Hello and welcome to the Profits and Prana podcast. My name is Esme. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. And this podcast is dedicated to helping soulful entrepreneurs get healthier, get happier, and grow their businesses. And today I'm speaking with Yulia Chernohovsky. She is a business coach for wellness practitioners. She has a background as a yoga teacher, health and fitness coach, nutritionist, and Reiki practitioner as well as a social media marketing expert. She has decided to combine her love of health and business in order to help others kick ass in their business and stick out in the saturated market. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I am beyond excited and honored to be on here and chatting with you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself than what I covered in your introduction? So how long have you been doing what you do and why do you do it? (laughs) Yeah, great question. Okay, so thank you for that awesome introduction. So I'll dig into a little bit more of my background and kind of how everything happened. Um, But I like to say that I studied the mind from an Eastern and a Western perspective. So my formal education is in cognitive science. So studying the mind, how does it work? Um, And then, so this was in my undergraduate Once I turned 20, I started having a lot of health problems. So I went to, I have asthma um, and I've always had asthma. And at 20, it just hit the ultimate, like worst moment in my life. And so I went to a pulmonologist and she basically told me that at the rate I was going, um, I would end up with an oxygen tank by the time I'm 30 if I don't do something about it. So I said, okay. Uh, let me do that. So I dove deep into nutrition. I had always been into health and wellness in the past, but actually I shouldn't say wellness because it was really more from a vanity perspective. So I always wanted to look fit and toned, but I never really paid attention to what was going on the inside of my body and also on the inside of my mind as far as well-being. So I really dove, you know, head into nutrition. I became a nutritionist. I got a certificate certification in plant-based nutrition. And I really started to understand how what we eat truly, you know, changes how we feel. But then something was still kind of missing for me. So I was feeling great physically, but mentally something just wasn't there. So I had been struggling with depression for a long time. Uh, I battled with self-esteem issues, with self-love. And I thought, well, I'm eating so great. Like, shouldn't everything just fall into place? And then I was like, of course, I know what's missing. It's the mind. And so it was so funny that I had studied it, you know, from a very scientific perspective, but I never had thought about it from a wellness. And so that's when I really understood what holistic well-being is and what wellness truly is. And then that's when I became a yoga teacher and a Reiki practitioner. And I truly loved helping people transform their, their health from beginning to the top. So from a physical to emotional to an energetic level. But what I was seeing was that all of these trainings I was going through, there was something huge that was missing, which is how to actually succeed in business, how to actually stand out, how to actually brand yourself. And so, you know, I always say there's a huge paradox going on that the market is saturated with health and wellness coaches 
And now more than ever, we need even more health and wellness coaches because a lot of people are passionate about it. Of course, everyone who comes into health and wellness, you would assume has an insanely transformational story of well-being to some level. And so there's no doubt in my mind that these people truly want to have an impact in the lives of other and really pay it forward but they're at a disadvantage or somewhere at a disadvantage where they're not given that business training, that marketing training, that branding training, how to really stand out, how to really own your story. Um, and so that's really how I came to do what I'm doing is because I really see the mission that you know health and wellness practitioners are on and I truly wanna help them kick ass doing it and really stand out as the amazing, powerful, visionary person that they are. So it sounds like you've encountered a lot of what I've encountered in the yoga world where you go through these expensive trainings and certification programs and no one teaches you the business side of it. So you spend thousands of dollars and you're like, I don't know how to balance the books. Exactly, exactly. And it's also, you know, with yoga, you really have to know how to work that business because it's easy to fail very quickly. It's also easy to succeed if you have the right tools and the right systems in place. So you're so right, especially with, you know, a lot of these trainings, yoga, nutrition, everything, you're investing thousands and thousands of dollars. But then what do you do with that knowledge? How do you make that money back? How do you actually make, you know, do make that knowledge and operationalize it into the lives of others? Exactly. And I think you you said it correctly with the word investment, because it is an investment, but only if you are getting that money back. Otherwise, you're just spending. And <laughs> we need it to actually be an investment. Uh, there was a, a yoga studio in Toronto that looked amazing. They were um, underground in the, the tunnel system. They were open for um, about a year when they went out of business, just overnight. They just shut down the doors. They're like, you know what? It's, it's too competitive. We can't do it anymore. And that's happening more and more. It's not just studios, though. It's also individual teachers who do classes at studios, who do private lessons. And I've seen a lot of nutritionists go through this, too, where they're like, you know what? I just I can't make ends meet. And there's no reason for it mm -hmm. because we need these things. So I really think it's very important for people to learn the, the processes and the systems. And that seems to be a lot of the work that you're doing. Exactly. And I love how you say that it's needed because if you look at just the rates of obesity, the rates of heart disease, you know, we are sick as a country and, you know, as a nation. Um, and that's why we really actually need health and wellness practitioners to succeed. It's not a question of, oh, you know, let me learn this like fun information. We actually have a necessity for them to operationalize it and kick ass. What is one of the biggest operational procedures that you've seen have a transformational effect in one's business as a wellness coach? Yeah. So the number one thing <laughs> is to figure out who you're targeting, to figure out who your ideal client is. So, so many times people say one of two things. The first thing they'll say is, I want to help everyone. Everyone can benefit from getting healthy. And then the other thing that they say is, I want to help my old self. 
So, you know, the Yulia who had really severe asthma and who, you know, didn't know anything about nutrition, that's who I want to help. And the truth is it has to go a little bit deeper than that. So if you try to please everybody, you please nobody. So you kind of slip through the cracks and you can't really stand out because at the end of the day, you want people to have such a strong feeling about you that they love you or hate you. And you do that by really focusing in on who you want to attract, who do you want to help, what pain points do they have, because everybody has totally different pain points. And the other side of it, too, is targeting your old self. So, you know, you really need to conduct target market interviews to really understand the, the help that you can bring to your people. So just targeting your old self and just saying it as broadly as that you have a lot of blind spots to the pain points that you went through and things that you know might seem easy to you or intuitive to you are not intuitive to your future clients and so doing target market interviews really focusing in on who the fuck you're talking to that is what's going to make you stand out so i would say that and in fact um you know just working with several clients last week two of them had a huge pivot where we were creating their freebies, right? And they were like, oh, I think this would be a great freebie. And then they did their target market interviews after that and realized my audience would not find any value in this freebie. I have to start from scratch. But had they not done those target market interviews, they would have put that freebie out on the internet. It might've potentially flopped. They would have gotten discouraged. And who knows if they would have continued after that. So I have a health coach client that I've been working with for a long time who said when we were going through this, this process, I said, okay, well, you need to get clear uh, on who it is that you want to buy your program. And they're like, um, well, you know, age 20 to, to 60, I'm like, okay, that's too big. Uh, <laughs> male or female, you know, income levels, activity levels. These are all things that we need to take into account. And what really helps uh, transform the thinking is something that you mentioned, that the pain points are different. So we were finally able to come to the understanding that, the pain points that a 25-year-old woman has are not the same as a 55-year-old woman. Completely different pain points, different struggles. There's health issues that are different. There's body image issues that are different. And when you try to reach such a broad market, you're going to be alienating both of those people. Exactly. I love how you said that. You're truly alienating people if you're not specific to their pain points. So I see this all the time in um, in yoga and in wellness where people say, well, it's okay because this can help everybody. And it, it's just, yeah, it could, but are they going to want it? And when you try to market it to everybody, people aren't reading it and going, oh yeah, that's totally me. I need to buy this. So what are some of the techniques that you've used to help your, your clients make that shift mentally where they get out of thinking, okay, everybody needs this to focusing in on that one ideal client type? Yeah. So the first place to start, and if you ask any of my clients, they'll say, Yulia is so freaking annoying with this, <laughs> but I'm really a stickler to actually 
talking to people and doing the target market interviews and saying, hey, could I please get 15 minutes of your time um, in exchange for, you know, maybe you offer them 15 minutes of coaching or a free yoga class or whatever the case may be. And actually listen to your ideal clients say what their pain points are because you might phrase it a completely different way than they phrase it. Or you might have these blind spots to what they need and you know, you might think, oh, of course they would want uh, meal planning tips, but maybe they don't really need that at all. Maybe what they actually need is, you know, self love practices or whatever the case may be. Um, so actually speaking to people and really taking note of how they say it, how they say their pain points, asking them what their fears are, what's been holding their what's been holding them back from reaching their goals, um, you know, what their dreams are with their health, really understanding exactly how your ideal client thinks. So this is usually extremely eye-opening for people because when you actually hear what your ideal client is saying, you might completely pivot how you will help them. So for example, even as a business coach, I didn't think that knowing who your ideal client was was such a huge pain point for people until I started talking to them. I was thinking, of course everyone knows who your ideal client is. How could you not know that? And I think as health coaches, we we can um, overestimate how much people know. So really the number one tip I would say is to get out there and actually talk to 10 people, 15 people, um, you know, call your relatives, call your neighbors, make a post on social media, just get out there and actually talk to people. And that will save you so much time in the long run, so much time, because if you have a road with an end goal and a vision and directions, that's a road you want to stay on rather than saying, oh, here's my package. It'll help everyone. Um, it's it's not going to be long term sustainable. I f have found when doing these sorts of interviews with the ideal or potentially ideal client that getting really, really focused on their language can be extremely helpful. And especially if you haven't really been in that exact position and finding the words that they use can really help you connect and resonate later on. So in different groups of people use different language and we don't know until we talk to them what it's going to be. Exactly. And then that's the language that you want to save and actually use in your emails and use in your copy. And that's what's going to really help you connect to your clients even more is actually using the words that they use. So I think that's a great tip. So what are some of your, your other processes that have been helpful for your clients? Here's the thing. Right now, you know, if you ask anyone on social media, what's the number one thing that you have to do? It's visibility, right? It's getting out there. It's positioning yourself as the expert in your field. But there's different ways to do that. So, you know, many health coaches that I work with, actually, I would say like 95% of the health coaches that I work with 
are still working full time. So they're still in the process of making health coaching their full time business while they're leaving their nine to fives. And so when you're in a situation like that, and when you're really limited to, you know, the time that you have to invest in your business, you really want to focus on visibility strategies that play to your strengths that you actually like to do. So if you're a writer, write blogs, write emails, get yourself out there like that. If you're good on video, do podcasts, do live streaming, you know, get on Periscope. There are certain things where if I would tell everyone, get on Periscope right now, uh, you know, if you don't like something, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be inspired to do it after an eight, nine, 10 hour workday. So the number one thing that I will say we do as far as visibility and really getting out there as an expert, the first thing that you need to do is figure out what do I like to do? How do I like to share this information? How will I reach my people? How can I play to my strengths and work smart and work efficiently rather than spending hours trying to figure out how do I write this email or you know how do I do Periscope, whatever it is. Of course, you want to spend time learning and that's a huge part of entrepreneurship, but really figuring out the client's strengths because that's how they're going to attract their people because that's what they're going to excel in. And of course, that's where their ideal client will be hanging out. And I think you said it so well with making sure that you're doing something that you're inspired to do. I, I think this is especially important for introverts who might have a really hard time getting out there on live video. It's not for everybody. And I wish it were because it's been amazing for my business. But there's so many people who are like, I can't put myself on camera. It's not happening. And if that's the case, then don't force yourself to get on Periscope. And if you're sitting there, if you resent it the whole time, you're not going to engage. You're not going to be fully present. You might actually push people away. Exactly. And people feel that energy, too. When you're excited and you're comfortable versus when you're like, Oh, hi guys. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you feel that, you know, of course that takes time and practice and you can get better at whatever you put effort into, but things that you are less excited about, maybe you can focus on once you become a full-time uh, <laughs> boss for yourself. So I think that's so important to take into consideration when you are working as your own in your own business, but when you're also working for someone else, because you don't have that much time to invest in your business. And do you really want to spend it somewhere that you're not happy, that you're not feeling fulfillment where you don't feel like you can actually engage? So I know I, for example, I really do not enjoy working on my Facebook page. I do it. It works. I don't love it. And some days I read a post that I'm working on and go, yeah, no, nope, going to come back to this tomorrow because the Facebook algorithm just really gets on my nerves. And I would much rather get on Periscope or Twitter and share the same information. Exactly. And I love that you said that, too, because the goal, especially when you're building your business, I mean, really at any time, but especially when you're limited on time, is it has to be so fun that when you get home, you're like, I can't wait to work on this. I can't wait to get on Periscope. That's really the only way it's going to work because it sucks. You know, if you're not happy at your nine to five, which presumably you're not as fulfilled uh, if you're trying to build a side business, you really have to figure out what elements of this business are going to be so fun for you to do. And to be honest, I think that's such a huge tip for sustainable success 
because if if at the end of the day you don't like it and you're gonna enjoy it if and you don't enjoy it um you know all of the hardships that come with it it's you're not going to be as motivated to get through them whereas if you genuinely love it and you're excited and you feel like you're good at it you know whatever hardships happen which they will happen they will happen um you know you can get through them so i think that's so well said there are so many hardships in business oh my god and you don't know what's coming until you you start your business and I think it's important to minimize those issues that could potentially be pain points for you in your business so that, you know, when people aren't buying your products, it's not so soul crushing <laughs> to go, oh, my God, I put all this time and energy into Facebook and nobody is liking my page or seeing my posts. So um, I find if it's something like there have been times on Facebook when I've been like, you know what, this is amazing. I'm figuring it out. All these people are coming. And then they change the algorithm and it just pisses me off. <laughs> but when it works and I'm feeling lit up by it, you can see the difference in my engagement and the way I speak, the language that I use. But it's a lot harder to keep up that motivation when you're not getting any results. And Part of the problem I think a lot of people have online is when you're trying to build an audience on someone else's platform, you're limited based on what they say you can and can't do. You got to play by their rules. And sometimes it can be soul crushing and you're like, this isn't worth it anymore. Absolutely. And it's a matter of finding how to make these you know, platforms work for you. And that can take some time to figure out. Like, for example, with Facebook, thank God for live stream, because before for that, sure. <laughs> it was a bit more difficult, and you know, and just posting videos on there was just not not as easy and not as fun. So, definitely using social media platforms to your advantage and um, taking the time to actually learn the algorithms and learn how they work and what rolls well and what doesn't rolls well. It just saves you a lot of time in the long run and can definitely expedite your success. So that initial foundation of figuring out who your client is, who you're talking to, what you're good at, what you like, what you don't like, what social media platform you're going to use to your you know advantage. And I know as a coach and I'm sure you've dealt with this too. Some of the clients are like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just do, let's just get to the money. How am I going to sell these packages? And it's like, yes, <laughs> we're going to get there, but we have to pave the way to do that successfully so that when it comes time to sell that package in a month, um, in six weeks, it's going to be great. Exactly. And so many people want a shortcut and they're like, you know what? I'm going to start a website and I'm going to start getting customers. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> you may think that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you got to have a budget. If that's what you want, you need a big budget for advertising. Exactly. And then also, you know, that's how people end up with expensive hobbies rather than businesses. It's just kind of like, oh, you make a website, right? Here it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> Totally been guilty of that too. So um, I, I understand the reasoning there, but definitely take the time to you know learn about everything. And I also add 
want to add one really important thing that I feel like health coaches need to do like yesterday. Um, and that's really owning your story. So in a saturated market, listen, the truth is we're all out there telling people to drink a liter of lemon water upon rising. All right. How are we going to make it so that that's that tip is unique to you? So, you know, I say like, if I start a post by saying, I used to have the worst skin ever. You know, I spent thousands of dollars into various acne treatments and nothing would work. And then I have this one simple tri trick. And if you drink a liter of, of lemon water in the morning, it'll totally make your skin glow. You know, something like that. That is going to make you stand out compared to somebody who's sharing, you know, an article from Mind Body Green saying, yeah, drink more lemon water. So um, I really just want to say you need to own your story because in a saturated market and I mean, not even in a saturated market, but in any market, your story is your brand. And that's what's going to make you stand out and rise above everybody else or not even necessarily rise, but give you the leg up because not everybody owns their story. Not everyone is confident in their story, but I know, I know all you health and coaches and yoga teachers listening that you have a powerful story to share. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. So many people though feel like, oh, well, my life isn't anything special. And I get this, this feeling from people who are like, Oh, well, you know, it was my life. And it's like, no, you, you embrace it. So and do you have any techniques or, or tips that you have found help your clients embrace their story so that they can be fully empowered by it? Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as why, why did you get here? How did you get here? And I will literally pester them until I get that story out. And once they're ready to write it out, a lot of times I will tell you, it's like people will be like, oh yeah, you know, like I, my one client who's amazing, she's like, yeah, I had autoimmune and I did an elimination diet and like within seven days, all my symptoms cleared up. It's not, not a big deal. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you need to share this story with the world. Like this is amazing. So sometimes them saying their story is not enough. You have to actually tell them nobody else has done this or like this is unique and this is why you're unique so it's really a matter of also you know building your clients up and that's the value of working with a coach too you have somebody who sees what you don't see in yourself um but also as far as content creation and this is a tip that i love 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 to share is use google to uh, voice to text or you know if you're a writer write it out write out your full story you know, from the top, just stream of consciousness, get it out there. And that is literally going to give you content for months because you can take bits and pieces of your story and connect that to a, a tip that you're giving connected to, you know, um, eating better or, you know, being more efficient with meal prepping, whatever the case may be. So writing out that full story and having it in front of you can sometimes make you realize, oh, wow, yeah, I did do a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> empowering and writing it out is the best way I have found and being annoying. <laughs> Why did you become a health coach? <laughs> That's fabulous. Just annoy your clients and they'll finally yeah. tell you. <laughs> 
I have um, a few questions that I want to make sure we get in before we start to wrap up. Uh, so first off, do you listen to podcasts? Yes, I do. What is your favorite business podcast right now? Eight Minute Millionaire. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> Ooh, I will check that one out and I'll put it in the show notes too. Eight Minute Millionaire. Yeah. So I'm guessing the episodes are eight minutes long. Um, they're under 20 minutes. There are some longer ones. And actually one of the co-hosts of the show, Tara, she just started her own podcast. It's called the energy healing podcast. And she's literally one of the most intuitive, powerful people I have ever met in my life. So definitely check out both of those. I will. That sounds fascinating. Do you have a business book that you're currently in love with? A business book I'm currently in love with. Ooh, yes. My favorite book is Good Leaders Ask Great Questions by John Maxwell. Favorite book forever because I always ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and that book made me realize, oh, it is a good trait, not an annoying one. <laughs> it is good. And you can't get answers if you don't ask questions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and last but not least, if there is something that you wish you knew when you started out in your business that would have changed everything, what would it be? I think it would be to get rid of the fear that I had with sharing my journey and sharing my story and hiding behind um, health tips and feeling like I need to have a bunch of certifications in order for people to listen to me. When at the end of the day, when I was sharing only information, I literally heard crickets. And once you actually share your story and share what you've been through, uh, you really see that you find your people, not just the people who like your posts, but your people who believe what you believe in, who want your help, who want the same transformations that you went through, um, who truly believe in your mission. So the one thing that I wish I had known is to put my ego aside, get vulnerable, fail forward, put my story out there, not be afraid to be imperfect. Um, and just to remember, like, you don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to have certifications, you know, like, whoa, in order for people to listen to you, people will listen to you if you show up and you're there and you keep sharing consistently. So that is so beautifully said. And before we sign off, where can people find out more information about you? Yes. So my website will actually be up in the beginning of next week. But in the meantime, feel free to go to trulyyuli.com or healthcoachhq.com. And you will be linked to my Facebook community, the Health Coach HQ, where I share lots of tips on how to rock it in your business. So you can always find me there. And I love that group. So Yay. I'm a member, full disclosure to <laughs> listeners, I'm a member. It's awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today. This has been fabulous. Yes, and it's so fun. Yay. Um, I'll be linking up to everything we talked about in the show notes. That will be available at 42yogis.com slash podcast.
Thank you so much. It was an honor being here. And yeah, we should uh, we should collaborate on something. I think it would be fun. I definitely agree. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Profits and Prana podcast. All the show notes will be available at 42yogis.com slash podcast. This episode has been sponsored by the seven day soulful blog challenge. In seven days, you'll learn how to create a soulful blogging strategy, draft posts, edit, polish, and create an editorial calendar for your blog from start to finish. You can get all the information at 42yogis.com slash seven day blog.